Good afternoon. I have the lovely Tony with me. Hello, Tony. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Donna. Um, thank you very much for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm Tony Falder. I'm a crime and thriller writer. Um, I've done a couple of standalone books. I've got three series on the go. And I'm best known for D.I. Jimmy Bliss books. Um, there are 10 of those plus a novella. And um, the plans are to have several more. I'm ha very happy to say. And me and all the other blissets. Oh. <laughs> but we are here to talk about book two in your other series. Yeah. Right. So the Predators. Uh, there's a, a not for Ooh. sale copy there. Organised. I like it. That's not yeah, like well, you. I've got. I've got, well, I'm not organised because they shouldn't be here. They should be in the post <laughs> to two people who've won them, um, but they're still sitting on my desk. And there's the lovely bookmark. Very stylish. They'll be getting one of those as well. So, yeah, they shouldn't be here. They should be in the post, but they're not. So I'm not organised at all. Um, yeah, so the Predators. Um, yeah, we return to uh, Royston Chase and Claire Laney. Um Bit of a surprise and a bit late. Um, bit of a surprise because I wasn't at all certain when I did The Huntsman that it was going to make a series. I didn't know how well it would do. Um, all I really knew was that I wanted to write the story because today I think it's one of my favourite storylines. Um, so, uh, but it couldn't be a bliss book. It was definitely a new character's time. Um and I don't think you can really tell when you're writing them whether you've got them right or not, but the response was fantastic. Um, and, yeah, really the second book should have come out last year, but uh, I started writing it and I couldn't really get my wrap my head around the voices, the different characters, because I was still in Bliss and Chandler mode. So I carried on instead and wrote um, The Lightning Rod. Um, uh, and then I turned my attentions back to this one. And by then, it was just about the right time to come into it. So, um, yeah, The Predators um, is essentially about uh, the discovery of a frozen body uh, on the Downs in Wiltshire. And there's not a great deal for the team to go on in terms of uh, forensics or anything like that, because the body is frozen. Um, but bit by bit, they start piecing together the fact that she was murdered. Um, and then they get a break in the case when uh, um, somebody shows them a photo of her. They think on the night she was murdered, but she's with a bunch of other hikers. And they start focusing on those other hikers. And suddenly those other hikers, or some of them at least, start to go missing. Um and so it's about the, the hunt for both, really. It's about the hunt for the killer of this young girl, but it's also about the hunt for these people who are going missing because nobody quite knows whether they're witnesses or whether they're victims themselves now or whether one of them or more of them happen to be the killer. Um, so essentially that's what the book is about. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I must, uh, I enjoyed getting back into Jason Loney. I, de- I, I liked exploring them a little bit more, a little bit more character background, especially for Chase. And it's nice to write a different kind of lead character who's got a different kind of home life. Um, you know, in that he's happily married with his little kid. And that's a real major bonus for him when he goes home every night in that he's got his family. And and it helps me as well differentiate between him and, and Jimmy Bliss. Um, so, yeah, the book is actually, <laughs> uh, due to the way Amazon works, the, the book is already out in paperback and hardback. Um, has, you know, it's just the way Amazon work, I'm afraid. You can't schedule a day when it's released. You just have to submit it and hope for the best. Um, the, the last time I did it, it took five days, which is why I submitted it the other day, yesterday morning. And uh, they did it in less than a day. So they're already out. But the ebook um, and Kindle Unlimited will all have access to it on Monday. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Anxious, nervous as usual, but the early reviews have been really good. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'll see at least fans of the first book coming along with it. If not, you know, not, not all Jimmy Bliss fans went over to that book or haven't done so yet. So I'm hoping it will be a bump for the first book as well. Yeah. And when you first started speaking, you said that the story wasn't a bliss story. So how do you decide? Why did you think that bliss can't do that? Why did you think, okay, I need new characters for this story? Well, (laughs) the premise for the story was actually meant to be for Sidney Malone from 15 coffins so because when i was writing that book i was trying to think of a follow-up and i thought of the premise um, of this frozen body being discovered on a, on a hiking trail um and how that might have come about how she might have ended up murdered when i decided i wasn't going to be writing another one i don't know if ever but certainly not then um i still had the storyline in my head and written down in my book of sort of ideas, you know, and I kept coming back to it and thinking, I want to write this. So, you know, naturally the first, my first thought is always Jimmy bliss. But the more I was thinking about, well, I mean, that was obviously the same for the huntsman. Um, But this book and this story just felt right for those two characters, the two new characters, rather than Bliss and Chandler, because um, obviously with my Bliss books, I tend to have at least a couple of threads running through the story, if not more, uh, and then try to tie them all together. And often they're, very, they're different cases, you know, or Jimmy Bliss might be working off books or something like that. Whereas... You know, the Huntsman focused on a single story and I wanted this one to be a single story. I didn't want there to be any, any other distractions. And so it felt more like a Chase and Laney book than a Bless and Chandler book to me. And it was the, it was the, when I was looking for an idea for the follow-up, it was the first one that came to mind. And I thought, yeah, that really suits them more than it suits 
bless Enchana, it really did. And also the 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 environment. So the landscape there and the area, you know, it lended itself more to Wiltshire than it did Peterborough. Because, you know, the only hill they've got is, you know, a speed bump in Peterborough. <laughs> so, yeah, so it just... It, 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 oh, I've lost the lid now, never mind. Um, <laughs> I'll find it one day. Um, yeah, so it just... that's that's There was no sort of great deep thinking about it. It just felt right in my head that it was the area and the characters suited that storyline more. And in this one, you've mm. put them, you've taken them out of their little sort of solo station and put them into a bigger group. Was that hard to create all those new characters as well? Well, yeah, because you always wonder, are you creating too many characters? But the fact was that um, the fact that they're in sharing stations, because they're still in the old one, but they now go over to Gable Cross in Swindon a lot more. But the reason really was a follow-up to the first book, because after the events of the first book, I mean, if you, without getting too deep and giving away spoilers about the Huntsman, there's a reason that they have a police presence in the, the village, this tiny little rural village. And that reason pretty much disappeared in the book one. So there was a deliberation in my head of would it even remain open at all now? Um, so they're kind of paying lip service to keeping it open um, for the sake of the local village and the local community there. But a lot of the work takes place at Gable Cross, and I felt that it was probably disingenuous not to do that, you know, to try and keep them there all the time. Um, but then, yeah, it did open up the fact because because Chase is a DS, um, and because you know, in in the Huntsman, the senior officers were trying to keep things down. They were trying to keep things out of the media. They would they didn't want it, you know, to be a mass thing. So that's why he was allowed to run that case. Um, whereas this one, it's a stand. You know, they once they realised it was a murder. Um, it was definitely going to be run by at least a DCI. Um, so, you know, it was a case of having to. But then, yeah, introducing a whole new team, um, you know, it's still mostly Chase and Laney. But obviously I did have to introduce a whole new range of characters. And, um, yeah, again, when you sort of, kind of look at it and you think the jobs that there are to do on an investigation... It's a matter of keeping them down as much as possible. Um, so, yeah, that's what I tried to do. You know, try to split it up a little bit, um, give a little bit of room to the new characters um, because we may meet them again in the future. We may not. Um, so, you know, I just it kind of opened up a few doors and I can keep them open or not, you know. But uh, the main focus is still on uh, Chase and Laney sort of doing what they do best. It creates some great um, interactions as well. So, um, especially with the boss, I like some of the um, conversations with Chase and the boss. Uh, and, you know, she's very cool as well, um, yeah. which is nice instead of having a, you know, dragon and being scared of, they're yeah. actually very reasonable. So I like that. Well, I, I wanted, yeah, again, I <laughs> wanted to create a team that all work together well. 
and there were no dissenters, um, at least, you know, on the page. I mean, whether some of them become dissenters or not in the future, who knows? But, um, you know, kind of a little bit of treating each other with a little bit of mild suspicion at first, but then getting on with the job, you know, which is by and large what teams do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against having agitators in teams, as you know, but I'm also not against having teams that work together well, fluidly. Um, and, yeah, they all have a wary eye upstairs, you know, because, I mean, everybody hates their boss, don't they, no matter who they are. Um, and, and even if they're good people, everybody still hates them. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but yeah, they they work, they function. I thought they functioned well together as a, as a unit thrust together, you know. And something else that I like about your books, um, you do it with bliss actually, and you definitely do it now, is um, showing that the bringing up of um, sort of trainees and stuff. You've yeah. always done it, you know, watching people grow. And then you've obviously done it with <clears> Alison, <throat> which is really cool as well, you know, because obviously new people do come in and learn and stuff. And I love yeah. the fact that you show that. Well, I mean, obviously in the first book, she's a PCSO, but she's a PCSO who kind of wants to be more. Um, she's got, <laughs> you know, she's got the qualifications to do so, but she's, a, you know, I make it quite clear, and she's involved partially in the first investigation, not hugely, but they kind of, uh, Chase especially, but Laney as well, kind of give her a little bit of work to do, just sort of test her out. Um, and I felt, well, there's a passing of time between then and now, not much, but I know that these um, these sort of trainee detective posts are now part and parcel of detective work. I know they have them in Peterborough, um, and I know that they uh, do have them in in uh, Swindon in Wiltshire. Um, so yeah, she she's a trainee detective. She's gone in as a detective. She hasn't had to be in uniform at all, other than as a PCSO. And um, yeah, she's undergoing training on the job at this stage. But I do mention the other things that she's had to do as part of the framework to allow her to become a detective. And I do like seeing that, you know, I, I do, <coughs> excuse me, people get promoted along the lines, you know, if they want it. I'm at, I'm at pains in the Bliss series to point out the, what, the reasons some people don't want to be promoted. Whereas this one, uh, Alison clearly wanted to be a detective. Um, so, you know, there, at some point she will become just a, a, a DC rather than a, a TDC. You know? Yeah, I didn't even know that was the time. Why is it a TDC? When I kept reading it, I'm like, oh, well, uh, <laughs> it, it seems to me that areas have different words, you know, different vocabulary for most things, and they call them different things. There are different schemes to get them on board. Um, I, I, I've chosen to use that one because I know it's used, whether it's widely used or not, I don't know. Um, but I know it is used in certain places. So I, I felt it was as, as good a description as any. Plus, it's, you know, when people are talking DCIs and DCSs and all that kind of stuff, TDC just seemed to quite fit. <clears throat> yeah. Um. You've said you've written 10 Bliss now on a novella. So is there any... Um, 
anything you've taken from writing that many books um, into writing a new series, mm. any pitfalls you know to avoid or any sort of yeah, things do that it work. better. Do it better. <laughs> um, this is awesome. You uh, can't do it much better than that. Well, <laughs> yeah, but what I still think <laughs> I've always said is that Bliss, it took three books really for me to get going. Um, because I think it takes, you know, it takes you a while to establish characters, to establish their background, um, and for people to sort of become familiar with them, but not overly familiar. So, you know, I still, uh, you know, I'm hoping that if there's a third book in the series, that it will be the best of them. But it's like, as I said, I, I particularly enjoyed the storyline of the first book. Um, and it's, for me, the biggest fear wasn't so much going into that first book. It was this follow-up book because, um, because it went over so well, uh, because it, you know, it did well in terms of reviews and sales. I thought, well, now I've got to live up to that. Whereas, you know, I always felt that from the first Bliss book that I could improve upon and improve upon and improve upon. If I'd written The Autumn Tree first, which is still my favourite Bliss book, uh, I'm not sure I'd have had the willpower to write a book too. <laughs> you know, because I, I still think, that, you, you know, that's probably the best all-round book I've written. I know other people have liked the two since. But for me, that's still my favourite. Um, so having written The Huntsman, I thought, well, you know, can I get anywhere near as, as close? Can I get close to that in turn? And I knew it had to be something very different. You know, I didn't want to do a, a similar storyline at all. I wanted to keep well away from that. So it means it's not quite as visceral. It's not quite as emotional. But it is to the people involved you know, which is often the case. Um, and hopefully the readers buy into uh, the emotional side in terms of the victim's family, uh, especially her parents, uh, and also the other people who get involved in it and, and how they come to be involved in it. Um, so, that, that you know, it's not as visceral because, you know, there's no spoiler to say that the first one involves child abuse um, and you can't get much more visceral than that. Um, but yeah, this is it's still a grim subject matter. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I felt that this one was okay to write. Um, but going into it, what lessons did I take? It's hard because I don't really want to take many lessons. I, I want to escape Jimmy Bliss when I'm writing these books. So I deliberately write it differently. Um, in fact, you know, a few of my readers. Have said how markedly different they are, and they wouldn't necessarily known I'd written them unless my name was on it. Um, but that's obviously that's completely deliberate because you know I had to write them differently. As I say, I wanted a single continuous thread to focus on, um, and I wanted the characters to be completely different, except for the basic, uh, the, the substance of the characters is that they want justice and they're determined 
to you know catch the bad guys that should be at the root of all of all detectives so um you know there's no getting away from that that he and jimmy bliss share that but hopefully the the rest of their character is entirely different <clears throat> yeah absolutely i agree as you know i love all your books anyway so well, not I, I, I don't know that people enjoy <laughs> these ones as much as they enjoy Bliss, but I, I, I don't know how many people have given them a chance yet. Um, I, I would argue that the reviews say that they do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most people, yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people who are vocal, who I know about Jimmy Bliss, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of Bliss readers I never get to hear from. Um. And I don't know how many of them went across to Chase, how many of them liked Chase. On the other hand, it's worked the other way because there's a lot of people who read uh, The Huntsman and that was their first book of mine. And they've gone on to read the Bliss series. So, it, you know, it, it, it works in a different way. And it's nice to have that other series to sort of fall back on because I kind of like to write something different after you know, I had two books of bliss and then something different. Um, but that depends on how often I'm writing. And you've had a couple of standalones in the middle, so you're still trying to carry on with bliss. Then you've got this new series. So are there any more plans for standalones? I don't plan standalones. Um <laughs> it just if the story comes to me and I feel it's a one-off that I don't really want to include in a series, then I would write it, um, as I did with 15 Coffins. You know, that had to be something completely new, and it was completely new. And, yeah, it was. It, I, I set off writing that as a standalone. Partway through, I decided it might be nice to extend it and have a series. But then I sort of went the other way again and wrote it as a standalone. Um, that's not to say I'll never revisit the character, and a lot of people wish I would, um, but there just isn't enough time. You know, I have my Mike Lynch series as well, and I've only got two books of that. You know, difficult to call it a series when there's only two. Um, but I do want to write a third. I've got a third in mind, and I've written some of it. But, you know, in all honesty, uh, not only do – I mean, I loved writing those books, but they don't sell well. You know, and, you know, six months, spending six months on writing that third book, you know, to lose out financially potentially is uh, is not really what I'm looking for. Or, you know, um, but it's not, I, I don't mean losing out in terms because my, my book make their money back. But while I'm writing that, I'm not writing something else. So that's six months I could be writing the next Jimmy Bliss, you know. And the way that series is panning out in my head, um, you know, I, I've, I've got the next year doing that. So there'll, there'll be no time for anything else. Yeah. If it all goes to plan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you something then. I've completely forgotten. Oh, um, you've crossed over characters mm. from the Mike Lynch book um, into your last one. So are you planning on doing that, um, especially between Bliss and Chase and Laney? Would you ever do crossovers with them? Because I think that could be quite fun, especially if Bliss met um, uh, Laney. <laughs> well, no, the, the crossover <laughs> was from Degrees of Darkness. 
that's it. Yeah, I couldn't remember off the top yeah. of my head. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Frank Rogers crossed yes. over from that book into. I I loved doing that. In fact, the moment I knew what I wanted out of this external character coming in, because I you know I've had people from uh, the National Crime Agency in it before, but um, I so desperately wanted to kind of update Frank Rogers's history and I have no intentions of writing a follow-up to Degrees of Darkness um, and I just thought I want to use him and I knew how I could use him and once I decided the only my only query was was he a bit too much like Jimmy um, because in my head I, I took some of the aspects of Frank Rogers and bought them into Jimmy Bliss. Uh, but hopefully they're not too similar, but they have very similar minds, as it were. Um, Frank is a bit more psychological. As for, other, as for bringing in other characters from crossovers, yeah. I mean, I... I I mean, I know some people. I mean, Michael Connolly, one of my favourite authors, has had characters from three different series cross over into one book at one point, um, and that and that takes some doing. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to, but only if it if it's feasible. You know, I, I don't want to shoehorn them in. You know, it's got to make sense. Um, you know, there's people have said to me, Oh, it'd be nice to see that character again, this character again. And I just think, Well, yeah, but it's got to make sense. You know, um, people liked, uh, you know, a few of my characters from early on in the Bliss books, and the sort of said, You know, um, I had an MI5 character called Monday, um, and um, you know, people said, Oh, I'd like to see him again. and you know, I thought of a scenario for one of my future books where he could potentially turn up. Um, but as I say, it's something I don't want to shoe on and people go, oh, that's a bit cheesy. You know, so, uh, yeah, but I've got nothing against it. And there are characters, you know. I'd love to see um, Mike and Terry from the Lynch books turn up in one of the books, yeah. So, <laughs> so again, um, like bringing back uh, Sydney. Um, I won't say never. You have the power, to be fair. <laughs> I do, but I don't have the time. Uh, were you not just taking a piss out of me, something chronic, before we started about how you're retired and you don't work anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, yeah, <laughs> life has a, has a habit of stepping in to sort of tear down your your best laid plans, doesn't it? Um, and as I told you earlier, um, you know, I'm I'm taking a uh, an extended break from writing at the moment. Um, it's, it's enforced. Um, and I, I've not, well, as, as I also mentioned earlier, this is the first time I've been in this office for a month now. Um, somehow in not writing, I've managed to write four new chapters of the Bliss book and I, I really don't know how that happened. Um, sometimes when I'm sitting here, you know, late at night and I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm fed up skimming through YouTube, but I'll just do a little bit. I'll just write a, a few paragraphs, you know. 
and somehow that turns into chapters. So I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, I I have plans for for Jimmy Bliss, which I'll talk about later. Um, but I don't know when they're going to come to fruition because, as I say, I'm not working at the moment, and I don't know when I will be, quite frankly. Um, so you know, it's just sort of a few personal issues that have got in the way, like life does. And um, yeah, I'm taking a bit of a back seat, so I'm not in a saddle at the moment. But when I do get cracking, um, yeah, it'll be uh, I've got the next two Jimmy Bliss books planned and ready to go. Good stuff. I mean, you know that I'll nag you. You know, you you know not to dare me now, right? Because uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will do. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, st I, I still have the notifications on my phone, actually, from two days ago. I don't know if you'll be able to see, but it still says, Remind AJ is awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least you don't do that anymore. I still could. It's still there. It still comes up. <laughs> yeah, well, start again. Cancel it as one of your notifications. <laughs> it was only supposed to be a joke. Don't. Just don't joke with me. I will take it seriously because it amused me. And it amused me that it, but you were just like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> so you, should do, you should replace <laughs> that now with remind remind AJ he's alive. <clears throat> I thought uh, waking up every morning in pain was a reminder that you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> so I've heard, apparently, from other people. Yeah, there's always things that do keep you uh, reminded that you're alive, that's for sure. I'm sure yeah. your darling daughter does that quite frequently as well. Yeah, I try and avoid her as much as possible. <laughs> you moved halfway down the country to be closer to her. <laughs> yeah, well, that was just to keep my wife quiet. <laughs> Under the thumb, poor yeah. man with two strong females, bless you. It was. I never even saw the house before I moved into it. <laughs> Only in pictures. <laughs> well, who's the idiot then, really? Yeah, me. What can I say? And that leads me nicely to my next question. You set Bliss in Peterborough, then you moved to Wiltshire, but now you've moved down near the south coast. So are you going to move any of your books to where you actually live or are you happy setting well, them I, I, where you I'd don't have live to, anymore? <laughs> I, I'd have to start a new series. Um, and as we've already discussed, there ain't enough time in the world to start a new series, even though I've actually thought of one. Um, and I've even drafted <laughs> out four of the characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's always, yeah, Peterborough was because I lived there, obviously. Um, so that was a nice one and easy to research um, and easy to think of places and easy to get right. Um, but it's still easy to get right because I still know Peterborough very well. Um, so, you know, that's not so bad. And in most Bliss books, they sort of go to other places as well. Um, but, yeah, I know Peterborough well enough to still carry on writing about it. Um, so that's not a problem. Um, I know Wiltshire fairly well, and I visit there sort of a couple of times a year uh, when I can. So I know that area very well. Um, and down here, yeah, there is a temptation to start writing something. But as I say, it would be new and it wouldn't be yet because, you know, uh, as I say, I, I want I need to get these next two Bliss books out of my system before I even think about something else. And that's that's a year away. So that gives me that year to think about other things, um, you know, but uh, it's, it's really not a problem. I mean, I set a whole book in 
virtually a whole book in New Mexico, so you don't have to live there. <laughs> um, if you did do that, would you consider doing a different genre or going sort of more cosy? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, nothing against cosy, but I don't. I don't see myself writing something like that. I know it's in vogue at the moment, and you know, if I did a cosy book and included a dog, I'd probably well happy. Um, but you know, I've got my dog in book now, so you know, dear old Max. So it's um, I, I the idea that I've got is not new at all. It's been done many a time. But I quite fancy doing something um, along the lines of uh, PIs. Um, I was what spurred me on was I was watching rewatched for about a hundred time an old TV series called Vincent, and that features uh, Ray Winston as a private eye. And I, I really kind of like that whole idea of an ex-cop doing that job. You know, I'm feeling the frustration of no longer being able to do exactly what he did, but but still investigate things and still get his kicks that way, you know. Um, and I thought, if I'm going to do something locally, I don't want to do another procedural. I don't want to do, you know, kind of a serial killer thing. I want to do something a little, little bit more sedate, but still with, you know, crime investigations at the heart. So that leads you naturally to private investigators, you know, um, working not murders, essentially, but things that might turn out to be murders or might have murder at their heart, you know. So that kind of thing interests me enough to explore it a little bit, you know. So, yeah, I might. I might at some point give that a go. Even though your police advisor literally controlled the area that you lived in, so you uh, could have a better <laughs> advice for, for procedural and yeah, well, he's doing, that goes he, he's doing it now. <laughs> he's, he's occupying that market now, isn't he? So um, he is, that, yeah. There's no room for the likes of me. Um, <laughs> he's doing it quite well as well, very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, there's, there's loads to write about, but I just... I don't want to do another procedural. I've got two. You know, um, I, 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 there's only so many procedures you can think of um, before you start churning out the same old thing, I think. Um, and a good book is still a good book. But, you know, I only really want to write Jimmy Bliss to the point where I'm happy writing Jimmy Bliss. Uh, at the moment, I think he's getting stale and repeating himself. Then he'll go, you know. Um, you know, it might be a brick on the head. It might be just walking off into the sunset. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to write a cosy book. I just don't think I could. When I start writing, people die really horribly. I just, I can't stop that. <laughs> well, they can do in a, they can do in a cosy book. You just can't describe it. <laughs> yeah, well. I suppose I could write it and then just delete it and then just kind of move on. Yeah. I, I, I just don't, I, you know, it's not a genre I have an interest in. I, I don't read it. I've read a couple and decided that it's not for me. So I certainly wouldn't want to write it. Nothing against the people who do. Um, it just doesn't interest me. And, I, and I, I'm not um, a Vogue writer. You know, I don't, you know, I domestic kitchen sink dramas all that kind of stuff it, it's not for me you know so i'm not gonna write one just to write one um i've got to be interested and fully invested in, in whatever i'm doing um 
and I, I can't fake it, you know. So yeah, you don't need to know, be away because everyone, everyone loves what you write anyway. So yeah, I, I mean, I really, I really would. <laughs> well, you know, not everybody <laughs> likes it, but you know, I've got there's enough people around who do seem to enjoy them. Um, you know, I quite I, I like being on the edge in terms of. You know, I don't write anything really grisly other than the first chapter of Slow Slicing, probably. Um, but the topic is grisly enough. You know, I, I tend to veer away from the sort of blood and guts. Uh, that's not to say I won't do it, you know, because, you know, I quite... I mean, I loved writing Slow Slicing because it could, you know, it, that was extremely visceral. Um, and that got a little bit out of my system, you know, my need to write about that kind of stuff. Because I do like, you know, psychos. <laughs> I think they're a good bunch of people, you know, I'd like to go for a drink with a few. Wait till you read my book as well. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I was quite worried how much I enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, you can ask yourself some of those kind of questions, you know, sort of, what, what, does, what does this say about me? <laughs> But the difference yeah. is you're writing about it and not doing it. So, and because I can't because it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, damn that murder. I know fucking laws and stuff. Honestly, it's, it's very unfair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not right. No, no, man, we're all ruining all our fun. Yeah, I, th I think there's. I, I don't think you need to be a psycho <laughs> these days. There's too many people out there who just take murderers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I see psychos on a daily basis walking through Luton. Well, you would in Luton, wouldn't you? <laughs> we had one this morning. I know it's completely random, off topic, but it was, we opened at seven, and there was a guy that walked past, absolutely shouting his head off. God knows what on earth about. And another guy walks past the other way, going, "They shouldn't open the doors this early. They need security." If I was shouting my head off like that, I'd be arrested. And then he just walked off. And me and my friend were just like, okay. And then the guy that was shouting his head off came back again. Mm. <clears throat> and then he went back again. <clears throat> we're both just like, and the people that were walking through the mall were like, it's too early for this. <laughs> so what, uh, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, where I live, in, in Pe Peterborough was like that. I mean, you know, <laughs> city centres, you know, they just are. I mean, uh, there's all kinds of nut jobs <laughs> in the streets. Admittedly, down here, there aren't that many. Um, in fact, I, I haven't met one yet. I mean, uh, that's not to say there's no crime or vandalism, but, yeah, we, I haven't encountered any nut jobs in the past year. So that's a, that's a pleasant change, I have to say. Yeah. Could we be really cool and mention the uh, differing fortunes of our football teams, or is that me? <laughs> Well, no, because I'm at least mine is still in the Premiership, so, you know. Yeah, but we're very close to joining you. Yeah, but you know what? Being close isn't there, is it? <laughs> so, <laughs> we're, we're wind three your games. neck in, wind three your games. neck in, because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but you're not at the top like you used to be. No, well, that's because they're... Uh, I won't say it. That's because they're shy at the moment, you know. Um, that's be, Yeah, that's because we... Um, Lost the best owner in football. Whereas we're just and now, up and now up. we've got now we've got a bloke who thinks he's playing the FIFA game online. And next, the player, I saw a five-minute clip of him on YouTube. I'll buy him. 
yeah. next season you could be coming to the Kenny, going over people's back gardens to get to the No, Olympics. we're not getting relegated. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, unfortunately, we're really shit at playoffs, so we'll still be in the championship next season. Well, you know what? I've been I've been a Chelsea supporter <laughs> for many years, so I've I've been there with you. Rob. I've been in that division. I I remember all too well having to get a win in the last game of the season, not to go into the next division. So we've come that close. So yeah, and I followed my club more than physically, you know. So uh, yeah, better to be that than one of these, you know, dodgy supporters who supports a club two hundred miles away. Yeah, well, you're not in London anymore, anyway. <laughs> I suppose if you were as yeah, a child, yeah, but I, yeah, I was as a child, so it still counts. You don't <laughs> change to where you move. <laughs> yeah, I think Luton are doing all right. You know, if you ever fancy to change, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you could still be playing us next season. You never know. Three games could, yeah. could be. Well, I wish them well. Yeah, me too. But because we will need those six points next season. <laughs> you bastard! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least we it's going to take ten million to get our stadium up to Premier League level. If we do, no one see Luton. There isn't ten million. <laughs> I don't think there's one million. <laughs> That'd be fine. I'm sure they will. Yeah, we'll see. We've got uh, Sunderland and both games we drew, so I'm not really sure how that's going to go, actually. We haven't really got an indication of how we're going to do. Because, mm. yeah, we drew both our games, so who knows? Find out on Saturday and Tuesday. Well, good luck. Thanks. It's out by control. I'll be at work. No, I'll be in Bristol, actually. <laughs> I think it's always been out of your control, no matter where you are. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just watch... Yeah. Oh, you're not playing then? Fuck no. That's effort, man. Oh, that involves, right. like, okay. that involves oh, moving right. quicker than walking. And... <clears throat> I thought you might be getting, you know, called up to the squad. <laughs> they're not that bad yet. They're not that desperate. <laughs> when they're in the non-league, maybe. But now, nah, I think they're doing <clears> right <throat> without me. I just shout from the sidelines. Although our tickets are sold out. So, yeah, not this time. Well, I hope they do very well. Yeah, I'll be messaging you, <laughs> going, ha, yeah, I'm we sure aren't going to be playing you. <laughs> Why, ha, it don't matter. You know, <laughs> I don't mind. They're not, you know, there are some clubs that bother me when they're <laughs> successful. I won't name them. Like every well, other London club, for example. Um, but uh, no, most other clubs don't bother me. Well, we finished way above Watford um, and they didn't even get playoffs. So that's all we care about, frankly. Even if we don't go up, we can laugh at Watford. So that's fine. That's all we need. Yeah. We're quite happy. <laughs> if they kept hold of a manager for longer than a couple of weeks, that would probably help them. But... <laughs> anyway, books. <laughs> this is what we're here to talk about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, man. <laughs> but I had to get that in because it just amuses me because I'm a child. And I'd like to take the piss out of you, considering you were rubbing in about how much time you have because you're retired. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying that at all. I, was just, <laughs> you know, I just, you know, sort of have, I just mentioned the fact that when you said, you know, you did all these hours, I just reminded you that I was there once, you know, I did all those hours. I, I used to work for a living. 
now I still work for a living. What was it we started off saying? Oh, yeah, I haven't done anything for two months. Okay, yeah. A month. <laughs> I'm sure you said two. No. You haven't month. been in the office for two months. Uh, no, it's still a month. See, you, you don't even remember an hour ago. No, I don't. I don't remember 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to work this morning. I've been up since half past four. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't beat that. So I've got nothing to say on that. I wasn't up at that time, that's for sure. Should be illegal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. So, Bliss, you've mentioned a few times that you have plans for the next two. So tell us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plans are <laughs> great things. Um, given the time, they'll definitely happen. So, as anyone who's read my <laughs> books, the Bliss books, especially the more recent ones, um, Everybody knows it, and it's no spoiler that Jimmy is coming up to compulsory retirement. Um, and anyone who knows Jimmy knows that he wants to carry on in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, I've, over the past year, I've been thinking loads of different ways. Um, and during a conversation with uh, the person we mentioned earlier, Graham, um, Graham Bartlett, that is, for anyone who doesn't know who we're talking about, um, as my police advisor, um, he, he mentioned a couple of things and uh, I asked a couple of questions and it seemed that there was a, it, it kind of lit something in my head about the way I might want this to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, the next book is called What Dies Inside Us. Um, and I, um, I, I know what it's going to be. I've started writing it. I, I, I don't plan books necessarily or plot them very well, but I know what it's going to be about. I know the two main threads running through the story. Um, so, yeah, Jimmy Bliss uh, will retire at the end of this book. And so, you know, there's an element there that I, I, I need. It's a pivotal book. So it's one I'm determined to get absolutely right um, in different ways. Because, uh, you know, as a result of him retiring, there has to be a reshuffle in the team and stuff like that. So there's, there's, there's different elements to take on board for this book. Um, but, of course, he's not giving up entirely. So, And, in fact, he's not giving up in many ways because in the following book, which at the moment is called Something More to Say, um, he is still working at the same police station in the same city with the same team because he's now become in that book, he will become a civilian SIO uh, about say what that is. That's a senior investigating officer. Um, so at the moment, obviously any major crime um, is run by an SIO anyway. Uh, more murder um, is run by SIOs and uh, Nominally speaking, Jimmy does the job that his boss really does. Um, so uh, DCI Warburton is currently usually the SIO, but pretty much Jimmy runs the case and she just logs it. Um, but he will become a civilian doing that job. And what actually surprised me was that there are very few restrictions. In fact, um, Pretty much the only restriction is he will no longer have his warrant card. He still in he still directs that team. 
he still directs the actions and they pretty much have to sort of follow his lead. Um, but, um, you know, most SIOs are, you know, behind a desk sort of leading the, the operation. Whereas Jimmy in Jimmy's nature, he won't be behind a desk very much. Um, but, you know, he will still be running cases and he will still be running them with the same team. The major difference is that he has another job, and that is working with a small group of ex-detectives working unsolved cold cases. Um, so that's going to be the significant change. I mean, yes, he won't have a warrant card, but he'll still be able to do work with the same characters, which I, I was desperate to find a way for him to stay and to still work with the same characters. There'll be a bit of a shuffle, but, you know, by and large, he'll be with the same team. Um, but, yeah, the other part of it sort of really intrigued me getting him into cold cases because very often he drifts into looking at old cases, even in his current investigations. And I've always liked, enjoyed writing those parts. Um, so it made sense. You know, these units do exist. So there's every part of it is feasible. Um, and I made sure of that with Graham, that it was all feasible, that it could be done. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very happy about that direction because, uh, you know, for a while I was really worried about how I could continue. You know, uh, I thought of staging the book so that everyone was a month after the last one, so that the books, but then you find you've only advanced six months in sort of six years kind of thing on <laughs> writing. So that didn't work well in my head. Um, but I was desperate for a way to keep going as long as I still wanted to write Jimmy Bliss books. And so when I wrote the last one, um, The Lightning Rod, I kind of started leaning in towards this direction anyway, leaving a few doors open, possibly going to the National Crime Agency. Um, um, but I disregarded that one because he can still work with them as part of his new job anyway. And I just thought, yeah, working cold cases, working with his old team, it opens up, kind of makes it fresh again for me. Um, and it gave me, you know, the inspiration for these two books, the last and the, the beginning of the next part of his career. So he will have left the police, essentially. He will no longer be a police officer, but he's still working with the police as a civilian. Um, and like I say, that's the plan. And I had intended... Uh, all things being equal, to have what dies inside us out um, later this year. Uh, but as I mentioned earlier, you know, because I'm not writing at the moment, so I doubt that's going to happen. I can't see it happening now. Um, you know, and I, 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 I can't honestly say when it will be out. All I can say is that, you know, once I feel up to coming in here and working again properly and full-time, um, then, yeah, that will be the next thing I do. But you have such a supportive group of um, readers anyway that they'll wait however long it takes, won't they? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully they will and hopefully they'll be pleased to see him back. Um, I don't usually go <laughs> very long between Bliss books, um, but I strongly suspect this will be the longest period. Um, you know, but I've got the Predators out 
you know, in less than a week. So that's a book. And it's in a series that I'm, you know, quietly very fond of. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't do for me as a writer what the Jimmy Bliss series does for me as a writer, you know. And I enjoy sharing those books with other people. Um, but you've got to get them right every time. And so you, you do get that added bit of, there's added pressure because of the added expectation. Um, people naturally, you know, if they're, if they're in your corner, they want to read, you know, another good book. And so the pressure's on you to deliver something equally good, if not better. You can't always get better, but hopefully you achieve a standard and you can stay at that standard. And every now and then, you know, hopefully one book pops its head up and says, you know, this is this is really good. Um, but you, you can never tell. You know, you can have all the ideas in the world. Until it's written, you you really can't tell. And I'm the worst judge of my books ever. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're um, a nightmare. So I, I like to shake you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I simply I simply can't tell with my books whether they're any good or not. Um, so you know, I rely on other people to feedback to me. You know, and then you still don't believe us. And then reviews start coming in, and you still don't believe us. And then eventually, you're like, eh. Maybe it's all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a couple of months down the line, I'll probably think, yeah, that was not too bad, <laughs> you know. But I, I think it's a case of I have to detach myself <laughs> from it. And while I'm writing it, while I'm editing it, and until it's published and out there, I'm very much attached. And I have to detach myself from it and reflect on it before I can kind of judge its worth, really. I mean, I don't read them, as you know, Um unless it's for a specific reason, and I've only ever read two. Um, and one, only one of those was partial. So I, I've only ever really read The Huntsman, and that was prior to writing this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a good judge of them, um, but especially leading up to public. I mean, all writers are nervous about public, or at least I hope they are, um, because you, you, you should never become complacent. Um the worst thing for me now is to think I've got it right because then I'm going to doubt, seriously doubt myself. If I think I've got it right, there's got to be something wrong with it. You know, so, you know. No, it, all of you are a nightmare, all of you. Every single yeah. one are an absolute pen You're so insecure. You're so amazing, and it's very frustrating. I just want to slap you around the face, but... <laughs> You know, you spread across the country. Well, so I've <laughs> I met you a couple it. of times now, and you haven't slapped me around the face yet. No, I know. Well, the first time I was just too excited. You just <laughs> got a hug, which I did warn you in advance that you were going to yeah. get. And then the second second time, it was ho-hum and blimey, there's better writers than you here, mate. So, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. You still got just as massive a hug, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was only because you were late and you were relieved. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, right. Rub it in. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, you'll find out for yourself um, as you go through that um, it, it doesn't get easier. You know, um, it gets easier. Writing doesn't really get easier. Um, you you improve, and so you feel a bit better about those improvements. But it doesn't get easier. It certainly hasn't for me. Um, you know, and you need to be in the right headspace too to to even think about it, you know. I, I, I openly admit I'm, 
I've not enjoyed this process of releasing this book. You know, I, I like the book. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a good follow-up to The Huntsman. Um, in many ways, I think it's probably a better and more complex story. Um, but by the same token, it's I haven't found it an enjoyable process. But that's that's mainly because of, you know, other circumstances. You know, um, so, yeah, I, I within a few weeks' time, um, hopefully... I'll be over this stage and I really can't wait to get cracking again. You know, um, you know, I just want to crack on with it now. Um, I've been, I've been out the saddle for, it, this is too long for me, you know, way too long. It's the longest I've not been writing properly in the last six years. So um, I don't want That's, it to go yeah. on. I can, um, you know, gather the blessets and, you know, get them to all message you frequently if it helps. Because <laughs> well, no, I, I, I know that you know, I know that people are in my corner, and I know that uh, people want to read them. Um, so I, I'm not, I'm not despondent about that at all. You know, the only way I'm despondent is that I just can't at the moment. You know, I can't um, for for various reasons. I can't. Um, I can't attach myself to a new book, especially one as pivotal as this next one, um, unless I'm 100% focused and I haven't got that focus at the moment. Um, and there's nothing that will give it to me other than sort of some personal good news. Um, so, you know, it's just time, really. Yeah, I do. Um, I do think a lot of the time, especially when I read around the book groups that people forget that authors are humans behind everything else they're mm. still humans with lives with families with feelings emotions and stuff and the way that they talk is like yeah but there's a person behind that you yeah. know and they've still got a life outside of writing these books mm. so you know raid yourself in because you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's you know i understand it i mean it is easy to forget that people doing this job are have lives and you know they have people around them um, and they have things to overcome just like everybody else does and it's no better and it's no worse but you you know you just have to do that and you know I'm lucky that I don't you know I know it came up earlier and we joked about it I'm lucky that I don't have a job to go to at the moment and that I can kind of detach myself um, but I feel genuine frustration um, at the fact that I can't I can't focus properly at the moment because I uh, I really want to get cracking on this next book. Um, but at the same time, I've got to be realistic, and I don't I don't want to spend months sitting here writing utter shite. You know, because I'm not focused. I want to be focused. I, I can come back and edit. Yeah, that's fine. But I don't want a year of editing because I've written six months worth of crap. Um, so I want to be fully focused in myself and just sort of sit down and shut the outside world out. And at the moment, that's probably my biggest problem is that I can't shut out other things. So, you know, that it will come, um, but it's just not there yet. But, um, uh, yes, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say I'm I'm determined to write them, and I've even, um, I've even uh, got the two 
two covers done for the two new books. So, you know, they're having paid out for them. That's another reason for to sort of get in, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, that just seeing them kind of gives me the focus, you know, part of the focus that I need. That those two books are there to write. And every, every so often the characters pop into my head and I think of something new, some another little twist and something else I need to write. So, you know, that all helps. And uh, as I say, it'll, it, it's nothing that other people don't go through. Um, and, you know, with the best will in the world, it's something, it's, it's, it's a postponement rather than, you know, a cancellation. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about titles, um, how easily and how do you come up with titles for your books? Uh, in a hundred different ways, probably. Um, what I've done for the last, uh, see, even the last one came in the lightning rod. Just came to me as a fitting description of the the bad guy. Um, it didn't come from anything. It just, I thought of the job that he was doing and I thought of an appropriate equivalent, you know, in the world. And I felt that he was a human lightning rod in many ways. Um, other things, and the, the two new titles um, for the Bliss books have come from quotations or song lyrics. Um, so what dies inside has come, has come from um, a poem. Um, and I really much like that. And something more, something more to say was originally the title for this new book. But when I realised that actually part of Jimmy's career, his, his career with the police force is coming to an end, but then he's doing something else with the police, it felt like that was a good title for the follow-up book because he has got something more to say as a person and as an individual. Um, and that comes from uh, a Pink Floyd lyric. Um, so, yeah... Titles come in mysterious ways to me. Uh, 15 Coffins came as a title. You know, I just, that sprang into my head one day. 15 Coffins. I wrote it down. And it wasn't until about, I don't know, probably nine months later, I thought, yeah, what can I write a book about that's called 15 Coffins? And that's how that came around. Bad to the Bone it was obviously a song. Um, so, yeah, sometimes I like it to, kind of describe what's in the book like the autumn tree was there's a thread of the autumn in that book there is an autumn there's a physical autumn tree um but there's also a thread of the autumn it takes place in the autumn um you know it's the autumn of jimmy bliss's career there's a kind of you know sometimes that happens um the death of justice was i felt right for that because it was how the bliss was feeling at the time and it's a, something he says you know, about uh, it being, he didn't believe in justice anyway. So that, you know, it was the death of justice. So it, it, it sometimes comes from something said or something I feel or, or from an inspirational quote. If I happen to read or hear a lyric, um, that might spur me on to give me a title. Uh, I wish I could say the same for the Predators. But once I decided, once I, you know, the first book was called The Huntsman, I decided that all the books would be called The Something, one word, because I haven't done that in any of my books before. Um, 
And when I was thinking about it and, and sort of had the story down in my head, I thought, well, it's the perfect title. It must have been used before. Um, but when I searched through Amazon, it hadn't. Mm-hmm. So I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, I better have that then. So uh, that was that. That was where the Predators came from because mm-hmm. it was just, it was, it, it suited the story perfectly, you know. Um, yeah, that hasn't helped me come up with a better title for my book. <laughs> Which well, is very much why I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes you see your book <laughs> visually. And so you can almost think of the perfect cover and sometimes thinking the perfect cover can give you the title or was thinking of the subject matter. Um, and, you know, thinking about different aspects of, I mean, I had a, just a, I'm going to have a quick look in the Predators for a moment. Because, yeah, I had the, I looked up the thing about Predators. And so I've got a little um quote in here at the beginning of the book about predators and i looked through there and i thought you know i mean just by looking at quotes about the subject matter of your story sometimes you'll find a word or a collection of words that that come together that you think suddenly snap into your head almost certainly it'll be something that just pops into your head when you're least thinking about it you know um, but yeah, I mean, titles are, uh, are probably as probably not as crucial as covers, but they're close to it, I think. Um, um, you know, the three things you, you cover, your title, and your blurb are the first things that people see. You know, so they're 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 critical to get right. Yes, and no pressure then, thanks. That helps. <laughs> Absolutely. If I can make it worse at all for you, you know, just ask. <laughs> Don't mention how much I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> if I can not help you in any way, I will. I know. <laughs> and laugh in the process, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do like to hinder <laughs> where I can. Um, and yet, I'm having you back at my Brighton event in October. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, will readers be able to meet you anywhere else over the summer? They will not. I'm not going anywhere. Um, again, the, you know, for pretty much the reasons that are keeping me from writing, um, I'm not attending anything. Uh, you know, I'm not doing an event myself and I'm not attending any events. Um, I'm wiping myself off the map for that, for the foreseeable future. But, uh, yeah, I, I will... Uh, well, we'll be at the Brighton Bash, and I'm really looking forward to that because, uh, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of good people on there, most of whom I wouldn't have met. Um, looking forward to seeing uh, Malcolm again. Uh, met him a couple of times, um, but I haven't met Wes. And um, if well, I won't mention his name because he's not on the list yet, but a certain person you mentioned earlier, he and I have exchanged quite a few. Uh, messages in the last few months um, so I'm looking forward to meeting him as well um, so yeah he's uh, I read his last book and I was chatting to him about that um, okay yeah. <clears throat> yeah hopefully I'm going to see and get a final decision on at the weekend about that yeah so yeah I mean 
It, it depends whether he's there on the same day as me or not. But um, yeah, it'd be good to meet up with him. You know, I mean, it's always nice to <laughs> to meet other writers as well as uh, obviously readers and bloggers. But it's, you know, the mix is usually very good, and it was at the last one. You know, it was a good mix. Yeah, I forget that because I know everybody. Not everybody knows everybody. So to me, it's like I I just know all oh, these people. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. There, was, there were loads I'd not met, and and, and you know I, I hate to say it, but did, I'd never heard of. But that's simply because they write in a genre that, you know, although, you know, um, some people, you know, the ones who write kind of domestic noir kind of stuff. Um, there was a panel, all-female all panel you had. Um, and, and they just don't write books that I read. It's not, you know, they, they're very well known outside of my sphere. But I don't, you know, I don't happen to read that sub-genre sub of crime. So that's why I hadn't heard of them. Um, you know, but it's, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of good people going. So it uh, should be a cracking event. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, I've created it now. Just Malcolm yeah. didn't. Yeah, you've created a monster. <laughs> I, I really have, yeah. Yeah. I know. I've already done one and gone for one day to two. So I seem to have accidentally created a festival. So yeah. then next year, does that mean that it'll be like three days over the weekend? <laughs> well, you know, it's um everything had to start somewhere. And you've garnered uh more authors this time around and some very well respected well-known authors not to say you didn't have any last time but you know the more widespread this time um so i think there's a good mix and i think that's what a lot of events don't have i think a lot of events rely very heavily on the mainstream big names and yeah and I've never, that's something that I'd stick to my guns is always having a mix. I've never want to be elitist for the self, you know, the um, traditionally published and stuff. Because I, I mean, you know, I'm friends with so many of these authors and they need a voice as well. So, yeah, that's something that I'd never. Well, I, I, I did notice, <laughs> although I'm not going, I did notice that the Bristol one has got a panel of uh, indies. You know, and that's a, that's a, that's a thing in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, I hope Harrogate goes that way at some point. Not for me because I don't, I'll never go to Harrogate again. Um, but I, I think it's I think it's something to be recognised. Well, uh, Bloody Scotland as well um, had a – they have a new voices um, thing. So and um, I think 20 or 20 or odd – um, debut authors get mm. to read out a, um, from their book uh, before each panel yeah. and then they get to sit with the authors afterwards and sign their books as well mm. and I think that's awesome you know so yeah. it is start, very slowly starting to well it change. is getting there I mean the Crime Writers <laughs> Association you know have you know not completely recently but only relatively recently allowed indies in and you know uh, so it, there's a lot changing um, because I think it has to. And, you know, it's one of those things. There's, there's, a, there's a hell of a lot of good writers out there. Um, so I'm, I'm very much hoping that things will change along that route. 
Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> obviously I read shed loads and, you know, I read some incredible books and it's so frustrating that they're not getting that recognition. But, yeah, hopefully... I've just been, so. I've just been delivered a cuppa. Aww. By well, the maid. <laughs> I hope she slaps you around the head when you're finished. Oh, she will. <laughs> Good, that's fine. As long as you're kept in line, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I don't have many more questions for you anyway, unless there's anything obvious that I've missed that you want to mention. No, I think we've uh, we've done we've 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 rambled a little bit. Yeah. But, but it's been an enjoyable ramble. I don't, but, you know, if people want to skip through the video through the football part, they can. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm conscious of the fact I've probably laboured a bit too much about why I'm not writing. There's that. There's there's nothing dramatically wrong um you know so it's uh i just have a few issues to deal with um so that's why i'm not working it's nothing horrendous so that's I good, want, yeah. I, I don't want anyone sort of thinking you know i'm going to keel over in five minutes <laughs> unless of course i happen to have a connery and then you know we're done well if you could do that after october that'd be grand thanks because <laughs> otherwise that'd really ruin my plans <laughs> Yeah, you know what? The more I talk about it, the more I talk about things like this with my wife and daughter, the more they think about how it's going to affect them rather than me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll be gone. You know, it won't matter to you. So, you know, they can only think about how it affects them. Yeah, true. I mean, uh, yeah, it's how, it's how I think <laughs> about things, actually. You know, uh, I don't care. I do want a Viking funeral, but they've agreed not to do that. The most they'll do is put my ashes in a shoebox and put it in the fish pond. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's the closest I'm getting to my Viking funeral. Yeah. Well, you know, there's compromise. That's good. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's a fair compromise, but, you know, I want, as long as one of them shoots a flaming arrow into it, then we'll, we'll be okay. But no, I think, um, yeah, I've, it's been good to chat with you again because <laughs> I've, I've had to pull out the last two that we arranged. Yeah. Um, so I was determined uh, to, to sort of make this one. And um, yeah, it's been pleasurable speaking to you again. And you uh, I know I'll see you later in the year. And obviously we'll chat a lot of times before that. And um, you make it sound like I'm some bloody obsessive stalker. Or no, we, but we chat about stuff. And of course, you got, you know, your own writing now, which you're going to let me have a look at. So we'll have that to talk about as well. So yeah. And then you can worry about how scary I am <laughs> when I kill my character. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only other thing I want to say about the new book is that I might have mentioned it before, but I'm doing a blog tour this time. Uh, I've got bloggers reading it and doing reviews. Some have released them. Some are releasing them next week. So I'll be sharing those around. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not doing official tour this time around because I, w I wasn't at all certain about meeting deadlines for people so i didn't want to make it formal okay so but, just uh, hold your you hold your book up again so everyone can see what they're going to go by yeah it's um it's a little bit slightly longer than the last one um it, i i think uh it's there's some certainly some humorous parts in it. The opening to chapter two, I've been told, is disgusting. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, yeah, there's. I I wish I could enjoy it a bit more. 
because I, I actually it's an enjoyable book I think you know I hope people will sort of take it for what it is um and um yeah um hopefully the response um will sort of steer me a bit more towards thinking about third um, but as I say you know at the moment I'm thinking nothing other than Jimmy that's fine by me but obviously on Monday I will uh share uh its release and I will reshare my review Thank um, you. which was a shiny five-star review so thank you yeah it. they're always they're always nice to get yeah yeah well it deserves yeah. it so and then I'll wait uh Come Monday or Tuesday, there'll be the drive-by one-star troll coming on there to give it their one star, even though they've not read it. Yeah, well, unfortunately, these people are out there. Are, are you are you fanning yourself? Is there a dog in the room? There's a dog. <laughs> Trixie, you going to come say hello with my sock, little cow? Yeah, I don't say hello to dogs. Oh, she's a dick. Look how cute she looks. Oh, yeah. Really nice ears. Very not. Oh, that's a really, that's a really cracky. <laughs> oh, blimey. Yeah. Is that, a, is that a carrot? Yeah, a carrot and my fucking sock. <laughs> my socks are all over the house and garden. I've given up having pears. I just grabbed two now. Well, we don't have a dog. Um, we don't have any animals. Um, but I'm not, uh, I like dogs. Um, haven't had one since I was a kid. Um, but Obviously, I, I kind of, you know, I, I get my dog fix now with Bliss. So yeah. You can have no, this one if you want. She's a pain in the butt. No, you're all right, thanks. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I can't see. <laughs>